This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual is Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about... <laughs> yeah, we are. Hercules in New York. <laughs> Starring Arnold Stang Hercules. and Arnold Strong. A.K.A. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. <gasps> That's who he was? I thought he looked familiar. I was laughing because I feel like we should edit when whoever edits this should just like dub me over at the beginning. Of this. <laughs> um, okay, this movie came out in 1970. As we mentioned, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, although credited as Arnold Strong. Yeah, also don't starring... forget the quotes. <laughs> Mr. Universe in quotes at the bottom. Yeah, Mr. Universe. Also starring Arnold Stang and others. I don't know any of these people. Do you guys know Deborah Lomas, James Karen, Ernest Graves? The the only person I recognized was like the professor guy, but I haven't I haven't looked up to see like what else did he did. Mm. Yeah, okay, n- nobody. All right, yeah, directed by Arthur Adel, Arthur Arthur Allen Seidelman, writer Aubrey Weisberg, and uh, yeah, that's it. And um, Alex, this was your gem of a movie what's mm-hmm. your history with it uh well thanks to my dad i've been a lifelong arnold schwarzenegger fan and i discovered this when i was i want to say like around 10 or 11 years old and uh i had no idea i was like holy shit this must be arnold's like first movie ever and it just it blew my mind i loved it right from the start and i'll say this but i made my kids watch it because <laughs> it's rated g and they loved it. Like, I thought they were going to be bored with it because it's, you know, oh, one of old dad's old movies, whatever. No, they loved it. That's interesting. Yeah. This is one of my go-to, like, one of, like, my all-timer for what's a great bad movie. This one. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll go next. I have only seen bits and pieces of this on TV. I've never actually seen the whole thing. It just always looked awful to me. Um so yeah, my first time watching it. Uh, I think Alex and I we both watched the dubbed version, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then uh, I think Scott, you watched the other version. But yeah, that's my history. That yeah. brand new to it, Scott. Uh, one of those movies that that we knew about that you know we never sat down to watch. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is my first time all the way through, and uh, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't all like sit together and watch this one. <laughs> yeah this is one well, of those one of, one of those uh so yeah i i, I was not uh disappointed by, by having sat down and watched this. yes i did watch the 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 schwarzenegger the undubbed version uh which will have some things to say about uh all that aside uh just a quick imdb check i i knew the professor guy looked familiar he was he was the most more more most recent thing that we watched or, or reviewed for for the podcast, uh, he was Craig T. Nelson's boss in Poltergeist. Oh, okay. Uh, 
He's the one he yelled at for just yeah. moving the headstones. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Teague. Oh, what was his right. name? Peter Fool. Yeah, that's uh, James Karen. This is, is the actor's name. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. As usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Alex, lead us off. What's your number seven? My number seven is that I like this as a prime example of a fish out of water story. Yeah. Pretty literally. And I was being, I was like, now that I see this movie, I was like, hey, Thor, the first Thor is ripping a lot of this movie off. Because I was like, hey, why don't they make, re- <laughs> make a terrible remake of this movie? Because I don't know. It got to be great. Could be. It's like, no, we already have Thor. So there you go. That's my number seven. I mean, the fish out of water thing, they they try to get a lot of mileage out of that. Oh, yeah. He's just taking everything literally. And yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I, I will Bucks? say, I will Dope. say with the Arnold, <laughs> with, with Arnold doing the lines undubbed. <laughs> Some of them land a little bit differently than than the dub, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were t- we were talking about Elf last year already, but same thing, right? Going through New York and world's best coffee and all that stuff. Same thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my number seven is I. Uh, I'm gonna the music. I freaking hated the music in this goddamn movie. Oh, really? That's way higher in my list. Oh, it, it's <laughs> awful. It is nonstop. And I went and looked and see who did the music. Some dude never did another thing ever again. And I'm... I mean, you know, he probably was was angry because I never paid him for this one. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I, I agree, Jeff. It was too much. I, there was only, I can only think of one scene where they actually changed it up. And that, that's when he was, uh, his drink was getting spiked. Like they actually did change up the the music there for like that I don't know for like twenty no, seconds. When, when Pluto came up from the underworld, that was a different song. Was it? Okay, I don't remember. Yeah, hell yeah. Look at that. Maybe you guys should have been paying attention. Anyway, it just goes on. It's like the one guy knew how to play <laughs> one instrument or something and just kept <sighs> Anyway, the music awful. <laughs> Scott, what about your number seven? Number seven is, uh, so I have it written in my notes, uh, fist cam, board cam, <laughs> horse frame yeah. cam, uh, just all the, the weird pseudo first person. The fist one made me laugh out loud, though. <laughs> just, just somebody, I don't even, it might not even been Arnold. It probably wasn't Arnold. It was like holding a fist out in front of the, the camera to like get that first person uh, view. Um, yeah. Like when he's pushing all those dudes around with the the board on the docks, uh, there there was like a a cam from like the board's perspective. I, I don't know. Uh, they kept cutting back to him like or jogging the the horse reins. Uh, yeah, there are a lot, mm-hmm. lot of weird close ups and camera angles in this. But uh, fist cam was like one of my first notes as I sat down to watch this. So that's my number seven. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I laughed at that. Something like we would do in one of our movies. Yeah, back exactly. In high school. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, number six. <laughs> My number six is the fucking bear fight. <laughs> That's only number six for you? Uh, I know. There's a lot of other stuff <laughs> in this fucking movie. Oh, my gosh. What about the because bear itself? Just God. the whole just the whole thing. It's like it's a... <laughs> they, see, uh, this movie, I will give it credit because it does set up and it pays off all the, all the sh- most of the shit that they set up. 
<laughs> so they got the, the zookeeper walking around. Oh, no, there's a cage been busted open. And then there's a radio program and everything, a la uh, <laughs> the world of worlds. And um, he's out on his joyride with his lady. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's this bear walking around like a gorilla <laughs> in the middle of Central Park. Oh, God. Like, so... So the bear thing didn't, I, I don't know how it didn't make my top seven, but there's so much to unpack there. My my favorite part is that the, the, the zoo guard keeper has to get on a fucking payphone to let people know that the bear escaped. That's right. Well, like they couldn't just find a room with a phone and like be like, well, this is the, the, the zoo office. Like, why do you have to go to a payphone? Yeah, the phone's too far away. This is an emergency. Yeah. And mind you, that was a grizzly bear. Yeah. <laughs> it was like East Asia. Like, I think they said it was like East Europe. Like, I don't think grizzlies are in Europe. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, I, I think they're, well, not grizzlies, but they're bears in There's Europe. There's bears, but not grizzly bears. Yeah, not grizzlies. This is California. Yeah, yeah. baby. Like, on, on one hand, it, it was like, I don't think any of us could do any better, like, moving around in a bear suit. But on the the other hand, we probably wouldn't have tried to walk around like a gorilla. So, <laughs> like, nope. you, like you pointed out, Alex. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> great. Then the fight itself. Jeff, do you have this on your list? I do. and I have so many items that maybe I'll just take it off <laughs> and not use it and put something else in. But, yeah. It was the, just the, the fight itself was freaking ridiculous. But just the bear, like he said, running around like a gorilla. I think at one point you can see his shoes. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm pretty sure you could. Yeah. yeah. And Arnold just wails on him. And then the two guys, which is in every other scene that Arnold is in, just the two people just being surprised. They're like, what? <laughs> you bought a bear? And then his girlfriend faints for no reason. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number six <laughs> is I almost don't want to waste this on it, but it's so freaking ridiculous. But it's uh, Scott was mentioning audio quality or production earlier. When they're on Mount Olympus, you can hear street traffic. Yes, it yes, is. yes. That's oh fuck. That's my number six. <laughs> you can fucking hear cars going by. It's like Zeus is talking to Mercury, yeah, and you so just cute. hear like cars passing. It's so, it's so. Oh god, I was dying. Uh, Oh yeah, just Olympus being filmed in someone's fucking backyard, like just, just somewhere in New York. Yeah, uh, yeah Greece is just Central overdeveloped. Park. All the skyscrapers, skyscrapers are too high. God, yeah, I was dying of that. Every time you go there, you just hear once again like us making a movie. You just hear the cars in the background. Like I kept, I kept straining to see if I could hear like a car horn. Yeah, or some guy going, hey, I'm walking here. It's yeah. tire screeching or something. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, uh, I hope I'm not going to steal this. Screeching tires on grass yes. is another one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that was my number six. So that was yours too, Scott? Yeah, just like that and just that whole that whole set. For Olympus, <laughs> they're just like we need to plant the the throne somewhere. <laughs> we'll put it on these stairs. Like <laughs> it's as good a place as any. We need to start filming. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this struck me as a, a movie where it was like, should we get a second take? No, we're good. Nah. No, we're good. That was fine. We're good. Let's let's move on. That's <laughs> the whole the Olympus. Like at one point they're walking they're doing like all these weird long shots and they show the garden path and like the the stonework 
it's just been like so eroded and it just looks like so shitty. <laughs> like so they couldn't even find like a like a rich person's house. Like they just I don't know. It felt, <laughs> felt like they rented out like one of those um like a reception hall or something. And like this is where they filmed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I was reading it was all at Central Park. And I which this movie was filmed in New York. You could tell like, I can't believe they yeah, did yeah. that. That's like not easy to do. Yeah, I, I wager they didn't get permits for some of that stuff. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> well, you mean they you mean they get permits for filming in a hotel room, like <laughs> including Preggy's apartment, which was fucking obviously not an apartment. <laughs> yeah, one <laughs> point you see him open the door and you can see like the like the like the the carpeting is like the and anyway anyway. Do not disturb, son. Yeah, yeah. There's like a tray. Yeah, there's like those cards <laughs> outside with the room service card. Um, I think in one of the chariot scenes too, y'all, like they almost run over a couple dogs or people walking in the park. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the, the scene when uh, Arnie trips. Yeah, oh, that's a little higher on my, okay. <laughs> my list. Oh, I thought that was a good. Well, we'll save it. Yeah. All right. Well, then we're on to Alice's number five. <laughs> number five. It's, I'm gonna laugh at the start of every one of these. I'm just warning you now. <laughs> we get the athletic demonstration with the college guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'll, I'm, okay. I'm changing my list then because <laughs> it's the worst track and field field ever. I, I mean, we had a dirt track in high school with like bleachers that were rotting out, and it was better. <laughs> How about the long jump section? Which, oh my gosh! Like beat that. You jumped probably like you jumped a whole like four or five feet. Like, yeah. <laughs> but there was no pit. He just no ran pit, under yeah. and just randomly no jumped pit. from a yeah. spot. Yeah. All right, wise guy, beat that fucking coach. The, my my favorite was that when he when he throws the discus, like the shot they they decided on, the discus is fucking horizontal, like yeah, like it's, it's not even in like the plane that should be in. Like you couldn't get one shot of it being like thrown. Like it looked like it was an actual discus. I got it. It was like he was like he flipped a quarter. Like it was like spinning. Like, <laughs> Yep. So ridiculous. Hey, he hit that post really far away every time. He did. Those are college guys. Can't yeah, mess around can't, with, no, college, can't guys around with college guys. Immortalize you. Look at Pretzi making money on the side. <laughs> what, did that happen in the 70s a lot? People just standing around watching college guys making bets? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> I have more, much more to say about Pretzi. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Well, my number five, and I don't know what this, why, but this got me laughing so much, is the the five. I'm calling them mobsters, the bookies, whatever <laughs> yes. they are. They were, yeah. they were mafia. Okay. But when they're all five of them are in the car, I don't know. Three guys sitting in the past front row, like it's just you don't you don't see that in a the movie. <laughs> There's five goons in a car. It just looked so goddamn in, in a, ridiculous. In a fucking station wagon. Yeah, it yes. wasn't even a nice car. <laughs> Uh, I just know whenever it cut to their car, I was laughing how ridiculous it looked. So I said five mob five mobsters in a car. Uh (laughs) All right, Scott, number five. Uh my number five is uh so so you guys would have gotten this. Um, but this is another scene I was dying. So the entire movie, it's all Arnold, the the version that I watch. Uh, Um except at the very end with the radio. 
Oh yeah, like that's, <laughs> that's right. the, that that is the same dubbing. <laughs> like they did not get Arnie to to do any ADR or well, ADR period, but they they did not get him to ADR the radio. So all of a sudden, like it's a brand new voice talking to Pretzi coming on the radio, <laughs> and I, I like you you guys didn't experience but experience it, but I I was dying. Like it was such a weird like. <laughs> such a weird thing to all of a sudden this new voice and all well, of a sudden the voice we had to listen to the entire yeah, movie the, yeah exactly um, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden he's like deep he's like like we're friends forever like I will I will always be in your your heart and your mind or whatever, whatever the, the bullshit line was <laughs> yeah. and he like fucking leaves all that and say goodbye yeah um, you know, by the way he's a fucking jerk like he doesn't learn anything <laughs> uh, he just, uh, I just want to point that out um, it makes it makes okay. like the fish out of water stuff not as good. Yeah. I disagree because that is true to Hercules' character. Have you read the mythology? Yes, but it does not make for an entertaining <laughs> character. I disagree. Yeah. At any rate, uh, yeah the the one the one dub that I did get was was Hercules through the radio at the end. All right, uh, mm-hmm. Alex number four. My number four is the music. <laughs> I actually. I don't know why, but I really like the the mandolin playing through the whole fucking movie. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It just goes on with like <laughs> how stupid this whole movie is. I love it. Yeah, there's a fight scene. Put that music on. There's a chase scene. Yeah. Put that music on. They're walking down the street. Put that music on. Mm-hmm. But it was in a slower romantic tempo. You see, yeah, it changed it up. <laughs> Prince is slowly killing himself with his alcoholism. <laughs> Play the music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, on to my number four, which is the car slash chariot race. I think it went on for way too long. It turned into like Smokey and the Bandit. They're doing all sorts of shit. <laughs> and the dumb joke with the sauerkraut. And I the- fucking love that, by the way. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, this is my number one, and I'm going to break it down. I will end it there. Other than, like I said, the, the screeching of the tires and the grass was kicking my ass. And then the stupid... <laughs> Guy chasing him around to put the sauerkraut on his hot dog at the end. That was the da 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 da. All right, Scott, what's your number oh, four? Man. My number four is uh, the mafia dudes. Like, so this is this is about two years before the Godfather was released, uh, that, that changed the way America sees the the, the mafia, like organized crime, mm-hmm. at least in New York. Um, but they're just like they're they're, they're schmucks, and I get it. They're this. This wasn't that that image that was painted through through the Godfather, but just all the like how cheesy they were with the like the station wagon I mentioned. Uh, but the the larger point here is like they they had uh, a racket set up for wrestling. Like I, I did not understand this through line at all. Um, yeah, I don't think no. they were even rigging anything. They were just betting on Arnold to win every right, time. Right, right. That was the weird thing. Like there was, they were, they weren't doing anything <laughs> specifically like mafia esque. Um, and then they don't even have a wrestling match. Like yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, it turns into weightlifting. Like I get I it. I was confused. I thought I missed something, but no, no, no I, nope. I, and, I, and like all of a sudden, people are betting on this shit. Like it made no sense. Uh, Did the Pluto bet ever pay off? 
Well, yeah, that was the whole thing. I mean, they lost they lost the bet, so they immediately went to uh, trying to kill Hercules instead of you know just running away and not paying Pluto his money back. Well, I think I think <laughs> to answer your question, Jeff, not really. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like I guess you could make like a, a a weak argument that the mafia dudes were even more angry because of the money they were going to lose, like because they lost extra money because of Pluto. But they they, they were going to, like, murder him anyway? I, I don't know. It, it, but Pluto gives them the money at the beginning for the bet. <laughs> Why didn't they just keep it? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think other way of yeah. saying, like, that guy's dangerous. Like, with his bowler hat and his jaunty walk and cane. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, um, just also turned into weightlifting. Uh, and, like, yeah. the monstro. Uh, so... Part of the trivia, the uh, the world record for the cleaner jerk is like 580 pounds. <laughs> for let me even do 750 uh, is is nuts. Uh, and yeah. I and I kind of well, he's Hercules. I, I don't know. I, I I guess maybe they they're like okay, like all these fight scenes are awful, but he actually knows how to like lift weights. So let's do that. <laughs> maybe that, that yeah. was the thing. Yeah. Um, which, by the way. He, he does a lot of lifting and shoving people in this movie. There's nobody ever tries to punch him in the face ever. Like, like maybe they were like doing choreography and he just couldn't do it at this point in his career. Yeah, I don't think they were doing choreography. What well, I mean, even when, when Samson and, and whatever the other dude show up, uh, Atlas, Atlas, yeah, they're like they're actually like like punching people, like just like, like the statue, and like doing like like wrestling chops to people's like faces and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, weightlifting. What, what one thing that I was gonna laugh at? So at the during the weightlifting contest, right? He doesn't. He no longer has his divine strength, and mm-hmm. he's still able to lift whatever five hundred, seven hundred. And then later on, some one of the goddesses or girls up there is like, "Oh, he is helpless without his divine power down there. He's like a baby." And I'm like, "Yeah, he lift five hundred pounds without his strength. All <laughs> <Yeah>. right, <laughs> he's five hundred pounds. He's, he's probably like." nailing that that chick that was dragging around new york like he's doing all right yeah like somehow he's like making money yeah wrestling at that little montage yeah that's true that was the shortest montage ever by the way (laughs) it was just one guy that he lifted yeah there was like a newspaper headline (laughs) like that's it all right alex number three my number three is pretzy uh, he actually, uh, uh, Arnold Stang, does a phenomenal job being the comic relief, I think. Uh, old, old-timey, old classic comic relief. And he, he's, he's got those bug eyes whenever he's surprised at the slack jaw. Oh, it gets me every time. Oh, pretzy. He's, he's like apoplectic about everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. You can't talk to dames that way. Just stop. Just cut it out. Just cut it out, all right? Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> he jumped right out the window and he fell straight up. Yeah, he, he was good, but he he wore on me a little too much. I wanted more pretzels. Yeah, little. And what, what happened to his pretzels? Spent, he left them in the spent, cab. Spent time with nobody like me. I'll never forget him. Oh, my buddy Hoik. Hoik, yeah, Hoik. <laughs> And I checked his, his profile. He was doing work up until almost until he passed away. Yeah, no, I guess I he, he was like a really well-known actor at one point. 
Yeah, and he did voice voice work for years, decades. Arnold Stang. There you go. Pretzi, I love you. All right. Uh, my number three is the fight in the cardboard box factory. <laughs> uh, slash the first TLC match ever created. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> That's just, right. I just the fights aren't happening. I was like, well, look at all these convenient cardboard boxes for all these stuntmen, bodybuilders to land and jump on. And, yeah. And then the ladder and then him pushing over the big, the big column. <laughs> Cardboard cylinders. I was like, that was the scene. <laughs> we yeah, the slow-mo shot. Like, yeah, slow-mo and then the money like, shot. well, I guess they got everybody. We're good. Mm-hmm. They yeah. couldn't afford the spark factory, so they yeah, had to settle for the cardboard factory. So, well, but I thought it was funny because that's the climactic point. We're not climactic, but he's gets straight back and he pushes the columns of cardboard down. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Conan, he pushes the columns down of what's-his-face's sex dungeon. Same thing. Mm. Just saying. Pulse of Doom. There you go. That's what I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader's <laughs> sex dungeon. <laughs> anyway, cardboard factory fight TLC match is my the number three. I thought he just bowled over the soup. Yeah, it was just the soup bowl that had like fingers in it. Oh, yeah. shit. No, you're right. Later on. It was still a feat of strength, though. No, yeah. but the, uh, what's his face? One of them hits the, the column down. Either him or a guy yeah, swinging yeah. One, on him one, and misses. Um, Fulgrim? Not, yeah, not uh, Spindle Thorson, the yeah, other yeah, guy, right? Like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Rexor, Never mind then. Rexor, yeah. 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 All right, uh, Scott, number three. Number three is... <laughs> I I fucking laughed out loud when... Uh, the, one of the endless scenes where they're walking around New York with him and the, the woman. Um, right. <laughs> the woman. Uh, so what was the character's name? Uh, Helen... Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, so like the oh, love interest, oh, Troy. Uh, nice. So they're, they're they're walking around, and she asks him like, like, yeah. So what do you think of like the city or whatever? And he says, uh, "It's very pretty. I like New York very much. New- Central Park looks like fucking dog shit this entire movie. <laughs> like, like I don't know what was going on in the late sixties, early seventies in in New York, but." Crime, yeah, probably because <laughs> yeah. it looked fucking terrible. Like it was so bad that they were letting him like do wheelies, like in the fucking grass area. Like they're like, yeah, knock yourself. Like they paid somebody sixty bucks, and they were like, yeah, knock yourself out. Like really give a shit about the grass anyway. Uh, even even skid marks and the, the actual roads that they have there. Um, like everywhere they went <laughs> in Central Park just looked awful, and that, that goes back to the. Uh, uh, the the college guys doing their their track and field stuff, uh, just just a shitty baseball field like yeah. <laughs> it's just it just all looked so awful like I, I I to be fair I've I've never actually been to New York um, I just know that when they typically showed it, it seems to look a lot nicer which you know doesn't isn't saying much they obviously can movie magic it up but. Mm-hmm. But just when he was like, it's very pretty. And like, you're just looking around, there's like some just some dead trees. There's like the grass is like dying <laughs> off to one side. Like <laughs> it's not it's not very picturesque. Yeah, I mean I've been to New York a couple of times. Yeah, Central Park looks a lot it looks a lot nicer than this movie, but I guess it could be depend on the time of year. But yeah, I mean New York was a freaking hellhole with like the seventies and eighties and, and into the nineties. 
Like I've been told that he didn't he did not like go to the Times Square or anything back then. You would get shanked and ripped off and uh our our buddy uh Mayor Mayor Giuliani apparently cleaned that all up. And then he booked a hotel or a press conference at the Four Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. But no, I, I don't know if it was him. But I've heard that it was in the 70s and 80s especially. It was just crime central. Mm. So I'm sure Central Park <laughs> was affected by that. Even though it's right. Isn't it across the street from like the richest real estate in New York? Like does Central it, Park West and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like it overlooks yeah. the park. Yeah. 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 The one, the one piece of greenery that you can see. Gonna... <laughs> the one thing I would say is that when he's driving through, the, when they're driving through the park, like you're talking about, no one cares. I'm like, hey, they stole us in Die Hard Three. <laughs> through the park. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is all. <laughs> there's a lot of it, but all the strongman stuff. It's just fucking great. Him grabbing that big board and pushing people off the dock, flipping over the taxi cab, stopping the forklift. <laughs> it's a fine chariot, but where are the horses? I know. Uh, lifting people over his head, the college guy, which I don't know is like, well, he broke three of my ribs, but that I shit, even like that. Him. <laughs> that was making me laugh out loud, too, where he was like, this guy's back? Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Just for this one scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what else? What else? Does he, what else does he lift? Well, just <laughs> that bear, uh, but not just lifting, but just taking off his shirt for random reasons. <laughs> uh, you yeah. see the movie poster. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, he like me. Look at him. Yeah, yeah bump, 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 bumpy, bumpy, bumpy. He's <laughs> <laughs> just freaking everything. Excuses to 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 have him lift stuff. It's awesome. Well, I guess none of us have really talked about. I mean, we know Arnold is always being you know the jacked dude that he is but he is freaking un- he's real in this movie yeah, like, he's yeah. right, right he a he-man the, action figure yeah, yeah. in this movie mm-hmm. right right out of the competition yeah yeah, yeah. Got his- when, when when did he win mystery universe he won it a few times right i don't know i think there were like points in his career where they actually like we had to like slim down just to not like not look as ridiculous i guess i don't know yeah, mm. he literally looks like He Man in this. He's like a tiny waist, and like, his like, back and everything just come. Oh, my like he's not, he's God. not, he's not even like as yoked in like Commando, is he? No. no. Yeah. No, this is the he's most sl- yoked I've ever seen him in a movie. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit slimmer, I want to say, in Terminator, but not by much. In Terminator, he's still pretty buff. And yeah, in Commando, he's a bit more trim. Yeah, I guess in Terminator, he's not taking off his shirt every other scene. He just, <laughs> he just stays in his jacket the whole movie. All I care about is my Jenny. Jenny. All right. Uh, we're on to my number two. And it's... Mm-hmm. I I wanted to watch the dubbing version. I got the dubbing version. And it... it I think you missed out, Scott. I would say the dubbing <laughs> on this is awful, but it makes the movie I, just because... I, I yeah. So, I obviously, I can't argue with that not having seen it. But... Yeah. My number two is very similar. <laughs> so uh, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, I love. I've seen both, and I love both. God, just the, the dubbing and just it just because how infamous Arnold's voice is, and just to hear, I am Hercules. I am Hercules. <laughs> you have struck Hercules. Yeah. I am Hercules. <laughs> and then the, but my favorite dubbing of all time is when he's walking with the chick, and he trips, and they just dub it in. 
whoops or ha like they they dubbed in a laugh or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, whoop. Uh, damn, there yeah. Was, and you could there, see there Arnold like yeah. break. Yeah, there they, they yeah, you just see him laughing in the version I watched. Okay. Yeah, he they actually make it a joke in the dub version like, "Oh, oh my god." Yeah, that was a neat little character moment. I really liked that. Or or he actually tripped and he just kept it. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I know. it was. I'm not sure. I, it wasn't on purpose. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, that was not on purpose. That oh, but yeah, the little dubbing of the stuff like that is just. He actually, he oh, actually, he actually laughed and said, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was my number two. So Scott, what's your number two? My number two is Arnie mumbling through this undubbed is magic. Like <laughs> it was. Yep. It was completely necessary too. I I I'd say like. I don't know, like every fifth or sixth line, I could not understand what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> like his just accent was so thick and they just didn't give him the chance to like do additional takes or, or, or whatever they needed to do. Um, and you could tell like the actors are just going on their cues. Like they're like, okay, well he said the thing. So now I'm going to say the thing that I'm supposed to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's really amazing to, to see how far um, Arnold come from, from this um, like a short amount of time, like going back to the to the eighties, like between like this and uh, Conan, I think yeah, was his next Conan. Yeah, he didn't say much, but like you understand what he's saying. Um, mm-hmm. You know, certainly by the time Commando comes around, his his accent is definitely more intelligible. Um, <laughs> his definitely his acting is too, like gets so much better. Um, yeah. So you got to get you know give him credit for that, but uh, just. Just him like doing like the 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 jokes about how he's taking everything literally. Um, he's like, I understand completely what it feels like to lose money. I would be upset too. Like <laughs> just like the gangsters are trying to shake him down. Um, just uh, uh, just him again with, with that accent. It, it was it's definitely worth watching the the undubbed version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did go on YouTube and watch. I wanted to see how it played, and there was some stuff I, I could not understand what he was saying. He, did, he didn't even try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Alex, number one. Uh, my number one. I love that fucking chariot chasing <laughs> so much, and it's. I'm gonna go on a limb. I'll die on his hill. That this might be, this the single most, just the one, the single most greatest cinema gag in all of movie history <laughs> it's fucking fantastic so it starts off he's running away in his little shorts and the, and the tank top and everything running away from the mobsters and what does he find oh a, a chariot with horses of course well the tarzan guy is buying a hot dog <laughs> so he, he knocks the the tarzan had it. a chariot to begin with no one knows <laughs> i'll never know yeah <laughs> it was in the, the, the 70s <laughs> yeah and then Tarzan guy, hey, wait, that's my chariot. What are you doing? And he's chasing him with the hot dog still in hand. Until <laughs> so the cart vendor, who is very passionate about his sauerkraut and his dogs, starts chasing after him with a fork full of fucking sauerkraut. And you, and it's like, uh, you see him keep up with the chariot for a little bit. And it's like, oh, is this how this is going to go the whole time? It's like, no, okay, of course the horses are faster than these guys. So they lose him. And then the whole car- chase uh happens and then they go into central park <laughs> wheels are screeching on the grass and everything the the lady uh and the professor pick them up and they're much nicer car than the mobsters by the way 
<laughs> it's like a, a nice like pristine Chevy Nova or whatever uh, and they get in and they speed away and the mobsters like try and go after them and <laughs> back are the Tarzan with the hot dog and the and the hot dog vendor with the sauerkraut in Central Park is like where where's my chariot where did he go and it's one of those where it's like impossibly long again a, a shot that is way too long so by this point it's like okay this is where it's gonna end I'm just waiting for the scene to cut to something else I get it these guys have been running around New York this whole time with a hot dog and a sauerkraut and then right when you just can't take when it's unbearable at the most it cuts to a close some of that fucking hot dog <laughs> and he lovingly gently lays that sauerkraut on the hot dog and the stinger lovingly the, the cherry on top of this perfect sunday is that little guitar stick that, he, that they play but he puts on the fucking sauerkraut i i wanted to stand up and clap <laughs> Their, 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 their fucking commitment time. to that joke. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like so much the range of emotions that I had. Okay, you just okay, had, like, I, I had to respect it at that point. I know. I'm in tears every single fucking time I watch it. <laughs> oh man. Number one. <laughs> fucking hot dog. Hot dog is sauerkraut. All right. Very good. <laughs> you didn't like it, Jeff? Oh, I know. I liked it. It's not my number one, but I liked it. I, I can't believe they went went for it. It felt a little out of place for this movie. It feels like that would have been in like a Naked Gun movie or something. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that right. stinger. The well, my number one is like a half second scene early on in this movie, but I freaking started dying and it's when when he when he basically falls from olympus to earth and he just falls by the plane window waving with his goddamn goofy <laughs> gap tube face and he's waving at the window oh my god that is one of the most hilarious things i've ever seen that's it that's number one it's stupid but i okay. laugh nice. so hard okay. just seeing his stupid face and his gap tooth and his god there was a man out the window. He was practically naked. I'm going to make that my new Skype image. You guys just wait. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to keep that forever now. I got to <laughs> find a picture of that hot dog and sauerkraut. <laughs> Scott, what's your number one? Number one uh, is is Pretzi. So you guys have talked about like all the character acting he's doing here. But I, mm-hmm. I think there's something deeper going on here. Like this this kind of screwball fish out of water super low budget comedy hides like a very fucking depressing <laughs> like character study here with, with oh, Pretzi. Yeah. I, Poor Pretzi. When when Herc meets him, he's on the docks selling cold pretzels out of a basket like he bought from uptown or whatever. And like that's his life. Like it's clear that <laughs> it's clear that Pretzi has no friends. Um, mm-hmm. he, he immediately resorts to alcohol. Um, so he's probably an alcoholic. He, he lives alone. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they ever talk about, you know, is what's going on in his life. Um, you mean the, the mobsters shake him down. Um, you know, he's this very milk toast guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, her, her comes along and, you know, Pretzi latches onto him through, throughout the course of the movie. 
Um, and then Hercules doesn't even say goodbye. He just pieces out on him. <laughs> yeah, he goes um, And like he's got tears in his eyes at the end about like, you made me feel like somebody, you know, just uh, nobody like me. Um, and that's how the movie ends, basically, other than the, the Zeus gag. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just just this character. Like, you got to imagine that he's he's not hanging out with uh, the professor and, and the girl. Like, <laughs> like with, with, yeah. with her not being around anymore. Um, I mean, the mafia are still a thing. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. Uh, you know, this, this, this guy's life. Uh, just seems awful, and, and it's really like you know, Hercules gives him a moment of of respite from that. But yeah, it's like his, his life's really worse after Hercules leaves. <laughs> hey, just like in real life. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's fucking Hercules. That's yeah, pretty sad. Uh, and then, uh, okay, so so many honorable mentions. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, rebar lightning bolts. Yes, <laughs> the Zeus lightning yeah. bolts are kicking my ass. Oh my god! Good rebar. Yeah, I didn't notice the rebar until like one of the last times, like when he went after uh, Juno. I think that was the first time I noticed they were rebar. You tell me, they only had one though. Like, no, he had a couple. <laughs> like whatever they had in the basket, like couldn't have been like the the full on rebar. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. They're probably like you just, just had the one that you like. There. You kept throwing around in all those different scenes, like <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, hey, they had enough money for a little pyrotechnics <laughs> and strings to pull all the, <laughs> the benches and the trees down. <laughs> oh my gosh, the fucking rebar! Uh, I didn't like that they kept mixing their Greek and Roman mythologies. But that was what I was going to yeah, bring up. Yeah, I knew was, that was going to piss off Scott. That was, that was definitely making it hard to watch. So Heracles and Hercules. Hera and Juno, Hermes and Mercury. Mm-hmm. I think Poseidon showed up at some point, and they, they said the wrong thing there. Fucking no, they, fucking they... Samson shows up, which is even harder than the mythology. <laughs> yeah, he from is. from the Bible. Biblical, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's got short hair. He shouldn't have been strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, Me too. <laughs> Atlas doesn't look anything like the statue they saw in Central Park or New York. <laughs> so. Uh, oh fucking yeah! Just the, just the mixing and matching of the Greek and the Roman names. Uh, it is it is kind of uh, I'll give I'll, I'll I'll let them slide on the Hercules thing um, because yeah because we always for whatever reason the Romanization name is the one that made it into our lexicon. But if we're going by the real Greek, then it should be Heracles, right? Instead of Hercules. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am Hercules. Hercules. Um, speaking of, I remember I used to get in Latin class. Sorry, I used to get mad at Mishuk and say like, "What the hell? All the Romans did was steal all the shit from the Greeks." (laughs) Famous Uh, (laughs) co-opters. Speaking of Hercules, jumping to my next honorable mention, this was so close to making my list. I like. I'm. This is not exaggeration. I'm I'm willing to bet that they say Hercules' time, his name, at least a hundred times in this movie, like. It's got to be triple yeah. digits, right? I would say so. Like, please, I, Hercules, I, save I, Hercules. I would, I would say like one, like, hark, like got a hark, yeah, a hark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like a fourth of the script is just somebody saying Hercules. <laughs> yeah, more, I no it. more so than Hercules himself. Yes, but, but uh, 
so that was cracking me up like yeah especially the going back to the uh olympus in somebody's backyard uh just <laughs> oh you gotta save hercules yeah it's all the hercules love when he's like a jerk like why do they care when the cab yep. driver wants this money, should it be an honor that you drove Hercules around? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're immortalized. He's been, well, you've been immortalized. Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, tea being a euphemism for drugs? <laughs> yeah. Like, was that, hell, a, was that a real thing? Like, I I, I wonder. You tell I us, Scott. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I think it was I just Pretzi being Pretzi. Uh is that uh let's go down the list here uh the last thing mm-hmm. that i don't think i really talked about is like they they decided they wanted to, to, to use a helicopter <laughs> so hermes lands in a helicopter even though he can fly oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right like you're gonna have a you're gonna have this uh big budget action movie you need a helicopter so mm-hmm. so hermes hermes shows up Hermes. Hermes, yeah. Uh, oh, and then... so It wasn't even Hermes, Mercury. though, where you keep saying the right thing, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was yeah, they, Mercury. They go back Mercury. and forth. They keep going back. Yeah, Hermes and Mercury. Yeah, they keep going back and forth. On that. Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh. I, I only heard them say Mercury. Yeah. No, they call I gotta Hermes. I got to check that out. I don't hmm. think so. Um, but... Uh, uh, the... What was I going to say? Oh, fi- finally, I did actually really like the idea of... Uh, the lights going out in New York when Pluto came up from uh, the underworld. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah. One of the few cool ideas they had in this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. What was it? Was it, was it maybe a topical thing? Maybe like a gruesome nose story that they were trying to uh, do uh, a thing with? When he mentioned, like, I don't know what's going on up there, but there's an influx of beautiful women, like, in Hill right now. No, I think he was just trying to tempt him to come down. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. So it's like, oh, my gosh, was there, like, some hooker murders or something? I was going to say, was it the Manson murders or something? Or... Yeah. Oh. Um, you guys pretty much nailed all my. We've already covered mine. I had uh, the, the track and field field is terrible. Fighting the bear, <laughs> fucking bear, taking off his shirt to talk about the poster. The weightlifting scene was awful, and then Pretzi. <laughs> oh, good old Pretzi. He doesn't have a real name. Pretzi. He's just the guy that sells <laughs> shitty pretzels to the docks. Mm-hmm. But you know what's hilarious? So it was not New York though. On Hollywood Babylon or one of the Kevin Smith podcasts, they were talking about, or Kevin, not sorry, was the other guy? Ralph was talking about how he grew up in Philadelphia. That was a thing. There'd be guys selling pretzels on the street, like hot pretzels. And it's like the greatest thing in the world. So not too far fetched. I don't know why he bought them in Brooklyn and bring them to the docks. Like, I don't know how yeah, that works. Like clearly, he was keeping them warm. No. Nope. All right, well, it's yeah. time to rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being absolute <laughs> garbage, seven being perfection, and I'm interested to see what our votes are for this movie. Alex, what's your vote? What are you rating? Oh, my gosh. This this movie brings me... Uh, and 
indescribable amount of joy. So I'm going to have to give it a six because six. I, I love this movie from beginning to end. I know it's it's terrible. It's an awful movie, but I'm smiling from the fucking credits all the way to the end with Zeus and his, uh, when it looks like a, a, a Hasidic rabbi Jew. Yeah. <laughs> his head and the curls. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. Well, that was weird. Uh, yeah, a six for me. Easy. All right, I'll go next. I went in expecting to hate this movie. I did not hate it, but I can't really say I liked it. And I'll never watch this again unless, like Scott mentioned earlier, we're all in this, we're hanging out. We want to throw it in. I would watch it then. So I'm going to give it a four. All right. Scott. I'll take it. Um, I'll also giving it a four just on the idea that, yeah, I want to see this again, like in a crowd. <laughs> mm hmm. So. All right, for my next birthday, you know what we're doing. <laughs> COVID's over, bitches. We got our shots. It's time to watch Hercules in New York. So, yeah, so I like this more than I liked Bad Boys. What you gonna yes. do? What you gonna and do? I, and Anaconda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just to do Hercules. Oh, Anaconda was so just disappointing, except for John Voight. <laughs> He was the only one that knew what the assignment was. I keep, I've been, I've been cracking myself up since, uh, since we did Anaconda, just because I keep running my my uh, <laughs> my impression of him in my head, and I just keep coming back to the Tony Montana. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't not do that even in my head now. Like, Baba Bart. Like, I can't. Oh, Baba Bart. Oh, Baba Bart. Oh, God. Alright, well now it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Uh, our top five uh, best worst dub-overs. Whatever. Notable right. dubs. Uh, my mind's a little different than that, but okay. Mm -hmm. I will say one of mine might be a cheat, but I don't know. But we'll find out. The rest I think are legit. Okay, but, so, cool. Alex, what's your number five? My number five is an anime... Uh, follow me follow me on this one an anime called ghost stories <laughs> and uh the 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 reason why i haven't seen these i've only seen clips but the reason why this makes my list is because according to whatever i've heard and all the stories that i've read is that uh this company over in the u.s was tasked with dubbing over this series of anime which was like a detective uh like for kids kind of like stranger things but you know animate up and stuff about following ghosts and, and whatnot but they didn't get a script or anything. They just gave them all of the Japanese footage and they said, make something. And it was on a really short deadline. So they just said, fuck it. And they said whatever the hell they wanted. <laughs> Some of the stuff is fucking bananas. It is so ridiculous. Look it up on YouTube. Ghost stories. Okay, I won't, but thanks for the advice. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. And since this one is kind of questionable, I'm going to have to go with James Earl Jones dubbing over David Prowse's voice in, as Darth Vader. James Earl oh, Jones. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know, is that a dub, really? I it mean, is. it is, but yeah. it is a dub, it obviously. Counts. But does it fit this? Okay, if you guys are allowing it, you're yeah. allowing I think, it. I think, I think in this particular case, it, it definitely counts because Prowse didn't know what was happening. That's why I oh, wow, yeah. if you guys are going to argue, like the whole time the main actor did not know this was going to happen. And he's a big buff dude too, so it fits in with this, the whole thing here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, Darth Vader, James Earl Jones over David Prowse. Number five, Scott. Uh, going with a different David. Um, 
th this one isn't so much about a good or bad, it's just something that I, I find very interesting. Um, and that's the, the two Hellboy movies. Um, hmm. So the first Hellboy movie, it's it's as Abe Sapien, it's Doug Jones in the, the suit, like doing all the live action stuff and saying the lines and everything on, on set. Um, but it was voiced over by David Hyde Pierce. Um, right. And uh, David Hyde Pierce, you know, when, when all was said and done, um, he saw like what uh, Doug Jones was bringing to the character. And he was like, oh, I can't take credit for this. Like, and so he like shied away from like, like anything like short of like contractual obligation. Like David Hyde Pierce was like, no, 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 this is Doug Jones. Like he gets all the credit for this. And then the second movie, it's Doug Jones doing the voice and the character. And so he's basically kind of imitating David Hyde Pierce at that point. Um, I mean, it helps that that I think he's like British anyway, um, and that's kind of what David Hyde Pierce was was going with. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, or or like whatever Niles from from Frasier. Um, I just think it's interesting that uh, you know that the actor was able to take over, but he was kind of you know doing his own voice was doing the other character um, that was doing him, like or the other actor that was doing him, like like the, the just the process to me is interesting. So, Long Road to Hope, yeah. that's number yeah. five. All right. So, I'll just add <laughs> one thing to that, going back to Star Wars, where the whole thing is they were going to dub C-3PO, too. They were not going to use Anthony Daniels. And they kept bringing in these, like, famous voiceover guys. And they said, well, we like what Anthony Daniels is doing, but we want it to be less prissy, less whatever you're doing. And all the guys kept coming. as like, actually, he's doing a pretty good job here. Like, you should just keep what they're doing. So, that's ended up... Interesting. So... He was not going to do the voice, and then they so they had to re-record everything. But it really is Anthony Daniels, and but that was not original case. And that's a character who's been in like I don't know nine movies, ten movies, yeah, twelve movies if you count. Yeah, cartoon shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Alex. Star four. There you go. My number four. This one's just notable to me because it's I always notice it every time I watch this movie. And it's a very small thing. It was one of those where it, there was a funny part in the trailer when I saw it. And then when the part came to the movie, then that didn't happen. And it, it, there was an ADR line to kind of cover up some stuff. And it was from Ace Ventura, uh, When Nature Calls. And it, it, this, this is just on my list because it always bugs me every time I fucking see it. it he's just in the village and he's doing, you know, his wacky Jim Carrey stuff. And then something happens and all of a sudden he's like covering his mouth to like wipe snot off his face or something. And then he just goes, what's going on over there? In an obvious ADR line. And it's like, uh, uh, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, my number four, and this is uh, it's a meta joke, and that would be in Wayne's World. And I don't know <laughs> if it's Wayne's World 1 or 2, actually, by the way. But when Wayne starts speaking in Chinese or Cantonese yeah. and back and forth and then they keep putting the you know the subtitles on and they just stop talking just have the subtitles keep going on back yeah, and forth no yeah. yeah yeah so that's in one and two they have well, the and, and, like and the second one like he has the the sword fight with james hong yeah and they they dub both of them <laughs> to sound like an old, an old kung fu movie yeah exactly where their voices are moving and everything so that's my number four scott uh my number four i, I think this was what, the first time we did our like uh, horror movies for for October thing, uh, Hellraiser was was part of that group, right? 
Oh yeah, might have been. Yeah, at any rate, You've definitely done it. Um, the the villain in the movie Frank, uh, they show him the first part of the movie as like a completely different actor, and they just dub the shit out of him because like I I forget what this story was, but it was super obvious and it was funny. It was one of the first things I thought of when, when making this list. So Frank from Hellraiser. All right, I forgot about All that right. until you mentioned it. Um, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is uh, we're old enough to know. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it still goes on to some degree, but when a rated R movie comes to like network television and they have to take out all the dirty words and they usually dub over, uh, all of those are kind of my number three. But the most famous one, the one that's been really popularized, is the Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Clean it no, up. Mr. Falcon is my number three. I you can't. That's number one. Numero yeah. uno as far as like TV dubs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very tempted to put the Big Lebowski on this list. Uh, what was the Big Lebowski one? Yeah, what was the double? <laughs> this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. That's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is fucking gold. And there was the Monday, the Sunday. What's the uh, the Monday to Friday plane? <laughs> yeah, Sam Jag. All right, so yeah. number three. So uh, also, so uh, Scott, what's your number three? Number three, uh, another one we did in this podcast a million years ago. Uh, Kroll, hmm. the, the female <laughs> lead in the movie. They just decided just completely dub her over. Uh, Lisette Anthony, um, who speaks English oh, just fine. <laughs> just for whatever reason, they didn't like what she was put down, and they just completely replaced her with uh, Lindsay Krauss, is, is the actress's name. Um, there's a lot that was just super weird to me because um, I've seen the set Anthony and other things, and she sounds fine, like she's got a British accent, like no big deal. But yeah, in Kroll, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> well, it was a big budget action fantasy movie, I guess so. Sci fi lasers. Okay. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two. It's this whole damn movie. Just Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Oh, I totally <laughs> forgot. Good call. Uh, such a great fucking hilarious movie. We don't talk about it enough. We should do that movie again. Because that first episode we did doesn't count. Wee 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 wee. Oh, we survived and surely went low. Oh, <laughs> fucking great mongoose goes bear <laughs> <laughs> <Barrett> goes fat <laughs> god that's a good one Alex alright um, my number two comes from the Simpsons comes from the Poochie episode <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to go now my planet needs me <laughs> awesome that is my number one and two were so hard to pick from uh, that is one of the one of the Top 10 Simpson jokes of all time, in my opinion. Um, Agreed. Poochie disappearing, going back to his home planet. Number two. Scott, what's your number two? My number two is uh, almost the very end of PB's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh, that's my number one. Oh, right. son of a bitch. Well, I'll save it for you then, Jeff. But, uh, no, that's okay. Go for it. Like the very yeah. first one I thought of. Just the the dub is yeah, fucking too. hilarious, too. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Uh, Paging Mr. Harmon. Yeah, Mr. Herman. <laughs> Paging Mr. Herman. 
<laughs> you have a telephone call yeah. at the front desk. Such a good joke. Yes. Yeah. Like, he gets really meta too, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and him, this is acting, like looking at the camera, yeah. trying to find his mark, all that stuff. <laughs> or like he's on his mark, but he doesn't like his position, so he moves so he's yeah, in that, more frame. It was uh, <laughs> who, who who was playing him? It was uh, Brolin. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The elder Brolin, and then uh, Dottie Morgan was Fairchild. Uh, yeah, Morgan Fairchild. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Alex, what's your number one? We hardly ever do this, but Hercules in New York. <laughs> it's like the the only name in dubbing for me. Uh, listen to it dubbed, listen to it undubbed. They're both fantastic versions. Uh, on the DVD, you can switch between the voice channels. It's fantastic. You got both of them. There you go. Go go get out the go go get that DVD. I'll see if there's a Blu-ray too. I gotta get that. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number one that we just <laughs> talked about Pee Wee's Big Adventure Pee Wee Herman at the end um, Scott what's your number one number one is is Star Wars Darth Vader oh okay no wonder you let me have it there it is <laughs> it's uh, like not not only is it arguably the all time like live action dub um, but uh, I don't know it's Hercules in New York <laughs> talking about it I don't know well, okay the second all time <laughs> yeah uh, thank you uh, dub uh but this you know the circumstances around it are, are kind of legendary as well mm-hmm. yeah all right. um all right i had a few honorable mentions and two of these i wanted to say are like it's not a specific movie so like every time you see a movie where like the characters kind of facing away from the camera and you can see their mouth moving and they're obviously not saying what they're saying that just <laughs> bugs the crap out of me I think Scott has mentioned before, like when they have empty coffee cups or whatever, yeah, like there's yeah, weird yeah. things when they uh, yeah. have that one always, cause they know they film just these extra shots just in case they want to change dialogue and that you can tell their mouth is not doing that. And then the other one is like, they zoom out, the people are driving in a car and they just pull out really high. They have to show a car crossing a bridge or something. And it's like, and then they explain the plot because the producer said, no one's going to figure out what's going I on just, in this movie. I just, I, I, I was just, I, I, uh, over the weekend I had, um, uh, or maybe it was yesterday even. I, I had uh, Lethal Weapon on in the background. Like, I guess they showed all four movies. Like, back to yeah. back to back to back. Like, on Showtime. I think it's the fourth one, right? Yeah, it's the, the fourth bad one. one. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're like, they're like, well, we got to break this down before we have, like, the final sequence here. It was just, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hilarious. Exposition drop. Yes, exactly. That one and then Ghostbusters, the original, I think. It's like Winston and Ray are driving in the car. They're talking about Judgment Day and all that. And then like, it pans out. And there's, there's like a couple lines. I don't remember it now, but it's so obvious that they're just like, <laughs> all right, we let them know what's going on. Let's pan out, show the show the car going across around the New York bridges and tell the audience what's going on. And then two other quick ones. Jeff Goldblum in the movie Sentinel. He's dubbed in that movie for some reason. I Why? I don't know. <laughs> He's barely in it, but and he sure he was nobody at the time, so no who would know. But then became a star. So when you go back and watch it, like why is Goldblum dubbed? And then Cliff Clavin being partially dubbed in Empire Strikes Back. Hey, uh, we're having uh, <laughs> trouble uh, adapting them to the cult. It's like Princess, the shielders must be closed or whatever. That is not that's <laughs> that's the actor. It's definitely not Cliff Clavin. Hey, yeah. Then there's um, another part in the movie. He's like everyone to your ships, let's go. 
And that is that is Cliff. Uh, so. What one honorable mention yeah. for me is um, uh, Flash. <laughs> Flash Gordon. Uh, apparently, like Sam Jones, like him and the producers, director, uh, had a falling out. So as soon as um, filming was done, he basically pieced out. And so, you know, they had to go back through and, and fix a lot of the audio and stuff. And he just wasn't around. So apparently, like, like something like crazy, like half the lines in the movie aren't him. Huh. Wow. Yeah, so I thought that, that was interesting. Mm. Uh, this one just really bugs me. My only honorable mention is from Spider-Man, the Tobes Maguires. Uh, yeah, just because he has a mask on and we can't see his lips doesn't mean we can't tell that he's not really talking. <laughs> Because his jaw isn't moving, but he's still going, don't do it, goblin, at the top of his lungs. It's like, uh, his chin uh, just stayed in place. I can't. Like, if if I was to bust him on that, like, I would have to go back through and watch every single Marvel movie. And then, yeah, yeah. No. Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. It happens more in Spider-Man 1. I'll give him. I'll, I'll say that. But, yeah, it's like, just have have his chin move a little bit or something. I don't know. I've never noticed. So does the new Spider-Man? Does that happen? Do you see? Uh, not that his... I saw it. You you can see when his when his mouth is moving and stuff. But this was like a very blatant like close up of you know Tobey Maguire in the Spider-Man mask or the stuntman or whatever, a close up of his face, yeah. and he's yelling, "Don't do it, Goblin!" But it's like stone still because you know it's got the <laughs> the mask has the plastic ridges to make that Spider-Man shape. All right. Well. I see what you're saying, but that movie has a soft spot in my heart, so it's hard for me to complain. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why it's my honorable mentions, and it's a minor complaint. <laughs> Fair enough. Just saying. Fair enough. Spider-Man. And with that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? I am going to say kudos to Naomi Osaka, the big story this week. Uh, she's just stepped away from the Grand Slam. And I, mean, uh, I, mean, I completely can, understand. I mean, it's not really that difficult to get a seat at Denny's. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I got a big game. I can't eat this Grand Slam right now. I got to go. <laughs> but no, and, and this Quinn is... Tony I'm, <laughs> I'm with the... <laughs> I'm with the uh, biscuits and gravy football guy. Why are we forcing these athletes to talk in front of a bunch of reporters yeah, number one, if they don't want to. Number two, if it's the same fucking thing they say every damn time at a press conference. Uh, number three, and it, this is like in Naomi's case, she has like really terrible anxiety. She gets very anxious and stuff in front of crowds, in front of public speaking and stuff like that. Why force her to go through that even when she's in the middle of like one of the biggest tournaments in tennis when she needs to have her mind focused on the game, you know, pretty much 100% of the time to do her best? It's just bullshit. So it, yeah, they're gonna. No, I, yeah. I, I agree. Like, yeah, she she, she, yeah. she doesn't want to. She, she shouldn't have to. Like, I, I I do think at least for team sports, like there there has to be some level of engagement with like the fans, um, not necessarily through the media, um, right? And to to like force this on people just still seems weird. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. 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 I don't know. Just in front of the reporters with all the cameras and flashing and stuff. I mean, fan events are going out to do meet and greets and stuff like that. That's one thing. Well, all right. That's actually, you know, building a relationship with your fan base and everything, you know, getting your name out there with a bunch of reporters with cameras in your face and they would, what happened with the, in the game. We, we lost. I mean, yeah. we made a couple mistakes. Well, we tried a hundred percent of at the time and then we'll, we'll get them next time. Bye. Yeah. So, so, yeah, obviously Jeff and I <laughs> a lot more in the sports world than you, Alex. But like that's not true. Like, but go ahead. I mean, I mean, <laughs> who has a segment on a podcast talking yeah, yeah, about sports? Right. I mean, sports. Nobody, <laughs> right nobody loves sports more than Alex, and he doesn't know who cares mm-hmm. or cares who knows. I don't. Uh, I don't care who knows. Well, like Jeff, like short of like like you're, you're a big Kings fan, like short of the Kings like winning the Stanley Cup, do you give a shit about what any of these guys has to say? Like. Yeah. Any, after like any between any given game. No, They're the worst interviews of all time. Yeah, like baseball is uh, the same way. Like, yeah, somebody goes out there and like pitches a no hitter, maybe or hits four home runs or whatever, like hits for the cycle. Like, yeah, talk to him for a minute. Like, like, uh, oh, I, I might watch that. Otherwise, I don't care. Like, and and for like all these different like like for the sport itself and. For the news to assume that people generally care, like I don't get that. So yeah. I, I will say this: I know nothing about this this specific situation, but these pro- professional athletes in general. So tennis may not they get paid a lot. I don't know if they get paid what the other guys do, but like part of that salary, that money is being a face, and sponsors are giving you lots of money to be in their tournament the whole time. In tennis, you're seeing Timex. It is. I think it is kind of. Unfortunately, it is part of the obligation of that player. But yeah, if they have social anxieties, I, I don't know what to do about that. But that's, I think it kind of comes to the territory. You're going to get, you're getting paid millions of dollars by all these sponsors. I do think it is responsibility to do something. Now, if you can't go in front of crowds, that's one thing. But I do think it's kind of built in. It's kind of like these movie stars that get paid millions of money, millions of dollars. But part of that is to go on the Tonight Show and to promote the movie, to go on this, even though they hate it and stuff. So, yeah, well, mm-hmm. like, again, I don't want again, the interviews. I think, I think be, they suck. There has to be some, I, I agree. There has to be some engagement. I just don't think, like, that, like there's this default, like, well, you have to talk to the media. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, said, like I don't know what the version is, but something has to be out there. And um, but most of them, they're yeah, they're just going to be. They're either, I mean, look, whatever. I might offend some people. They're either thanking Jesus or God, or they're uh, thanking their teammates and just being the most boring interviews of all time. Like, that doesn't help me at all. And you're never, they're, they're never going to say anything. Very rarely do you get anybody to say anything. Great. That's why people like Charles Barkley or whatever are interesting because there's a few people who actually say anything interesting. Uh, so yeah, don't interview athletes. They're boring. But it does <laughs> some people may like it. I don't know. Yeah. Like I mean, even I, in I, I, Naomi Osaka's case, she she said, you know, after the tournament, you know, after all this pressure is off of me, I'd be more than happy to you know do the press conference and whatnot and everything. I tried trying to compromise, and it was the tournament actually that was going to find her. For not doing this so that was her breaking point she said oh i can't do this you're gonna find me well i'm just gonna step away from the grand slam i'm out yeah i mean that's it's her right yeah. to do that that seems fair like i said i don't know how tennis works like i said with the spawn i know sponsors and the purses are a big thing there so i don't 
Right? Can you can you imagine yeah, no, if your company you, gave you ten million dollars to this thing up, and the winner you, doesn't you, want to like talk? You, I could see them being a little upset, you, but you, at the same time, yeah. the, who really wants to hear these interviews? They don't say anything important. Yeah. I mean, so. you, you do bring up a good point though, Jeff. Like, like on some level, yeah, her, her like her walking out of the tournament, like her sponsors, like probably have something to say about that. Like, um, you know, that, that isn't to say that she shouldn't have done it or that she didn't have the right, but that definitely. There, there is an impact there. Like, yeah, I, I think it's mm-hmm. worth pointing out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just don't listen to athletes. Talk to them when they retire. Exactly. That's when they get. I was just thinking stuff. the same thing. Like when when they put together the ESPN like thirty for thirty special. Then then I'm I'm all, I'm all ears. Like, yeah. like the other day at the Angels game, they had uh, that Bobby Gritch like in the booth for the whole game, and he's just telling story right. after story after story. And I'm like, like that that I'll listen to. Uh, like yeah yeah, I don't need to hear. There's like. Yeah, most athletes, even if they they aren't, don't have the anxiety, but they just they're so guarded because they have to protect their brand, or they know the you know, yeah. they want to like all this stuff, and it's so boring and just bleh. Yeah. Especially my sorry, one last thing in hockey, they interview these guys like they're coming off the ice, they're drippy, dripping in sweat, they can't even breathe. They're like, so what did you see out there? Oh, you gotta work on the PowerPoint. <laughs> like, okay, great, thanks. That was so helpful. <laughs> Yep. Go get some oxygen. Go drink a Gatorade. Come out for the next period. Yeah. You, you know, what the, like the most awkward thing is, is I, I always feel bad for these sideline reporters. They do it. Um, they do it in basketball and pro and college football, where they they interview the coach, like coming on off and on the floor, like yeah. like no matter what's going on, like you know sometimes like like most of these coaches are red asses, like. <laughs> like, like, like they gotta go give like a non-answer to whoever's like out there like it's just why like we don't we just need to see people play like we don't we don't need mm-hmm. the insight from the coach like oh yeah either, and the NFL sideline reporter is the stupidest thing ever really you telling me anything down there that someone couldn't in the booth couldn't tell me get out of here yep. mm-hmm. and with that it's time for Neam News <laughs> yeah 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 it was yeah uh okay um really nothing for me this week um i'm just gearing up for for some loki uh which i believe oh, is yeah? landing next week correct me if i'm wrong i have no idea uh, mm. let me look this up real quick yeah the power Enhance. of the internet um so june 9th yes uh so next i think they're doing loki on sundays um, which is interesting instead of the, the Give Friday. Give the Bad Batch some breathing room. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, <think> so. <laughs> to, yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to this. Uh, so can't can't wait. This will be <laughs> some extra long podcasts <laughs> for, for a few weeks anyway uh, as, as Loki uh, lands on, on Disney+. Plus. Um, I did see Alex uh, that Luca is is going to be oh, shooting yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, so we'll be looking for a uh, review from you about that. I'm sure you watch it with the boys. Mm-hmm. Can't wait! It looks awesome. Yeah, so yeah, the Pixar you know always has that 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 super high floor for for all their stuff. So. Um, yeah, just that's pretty much it for me. Other than uh, E3 lands in like a week and a half, 
um, the digital version anyway, that'll run through mm-hmm. the weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have some, some video game news uh, coming up pretty soon here. That's right. Yep. So uh, that that's it for me. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Speaking of E3, <gasps> since it's gone all digital and stuff, we decided here at Hans Shop First to do uh, a video game trivia series. Did we? Over on, on Patreon, yeah. You don't remember <laughs> where you lost? <laughs> well, way to spoil it, Alex. Oh, sorry. Well, there's other people on the, <laughs> in the podcast. So, uh, yeah. We'll post the other one to let you guys listen. But the whole series will be on Patreon all month long. Video game trivia. <laughs> well, like, let, we'll post it so other people can listen. Like, nope, that's just for our, our ears only. Yeah, our ears only. You know what I mean. I know. Yeah, right. it was fun. You guys, if you like video games and you kind of like us, listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> you might be screaming <laughs> at your uh, Bluetooth headset or whatever. I mean, if you want to, when you know the answer, these guys don't. If you want to see me dominate some trivia, <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh man, that was fun. All right, anything else, Alex? Uh, nope. The the hat is still delicious. It is. It truly, truly it's is. It's a pastrami burger place. It's awesome. Yep. Super fresh uh, pastrami. Like they, mm-hmm. they steam it? Boy, I'm not sure what they're doing, but it was good. Yeah, it's delicious. Never do it more than twice a year. <laughs> I never do it more oh, that than was, once a year. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah it, had, it had been over a year for me, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been like five years for me, but I'm just saying it's bad. Well, we it's got, good, but bad. Well, we got to go like... All the way down to Lake Forest for that. So. Anyway. Still. Yeah, it's worth the trip. Once a year. All right. Uh, Jeff, anything you wanted to go over here? Uh, just some quick Star Wars news, which is not shouldn't even be news, but an interview with J.J. Abrams saying, uh, yeah, the Star Wars trilogy should have, you know, a, a, a path and, a, and someone should have correct, basically saying that those three movies – had no path and that they should have been connected better. <laughs> wow, whoa, what? Wasn't yeah. wasn't that <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's thing? Yeah, she should have. She's dumb. I have no idea. But um whoever was running it, which I know she's ahead of Lucasfilm. I have no idea if she's ahead in head of uh stories or whatever. But yeah, there was no like, okay, we do this here and then just yeah, at least a broad outline, like, okay. Ray goes from being nobody to being something, you know, Palpatine's daughter. But that was never, like, Daisy really has even said and stuff. Like, I never heard I was Palpatine's daughter until I got the script for the third movie. Here, and, here you go, Ryan Johnson. Go, go ahead and shit over whatever you feel like. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan Johnson will make his star war. Yeah. J.J. Abrams did that part. That's what I'm saying. There's, like, no continuity between the two of them, though. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what he was saying. Then the other news, now I don't know how, this is, we'll class this up as rumor, big rumor, but Lucas is coming back into the fold and taking creative control of, of the Ewok the, movies. Of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> oh, Lucas no. back in a big way. <laughs> is, I don't know if this is true. I almost, I don't know if I <laughs> want this to be true or not, but that is the rumor that's out there right the, now. This reminds me of last week when... I was telling that story about how the, the guy in the bar said, Michael Bay's back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
tell, telling the telling the story that Ralph Garvin was telling. But anyway, yeah, George mm-hmm. Lucas is back. So I don't know what to think about this. I always thought that the the prequels had a decent storyline. They just were poorly uh, directed and acted and executed. Uh, and executed, <laughs> which yeah, was all mm-hmm. part of him. It's him doing. But I still think there's some stupid ass shit in there that you know, midichlorians, all that stuff that um, isn't good. So I don't, I don't know. But it's news, or not even news. Could just be a rumor, but that's out there. Um, I'm continuing to play pirates. I'm almost beating yeah. the game. I think. Um, cool. All I do is dance and sword fight. That game has a. <laughs> Until pirates did. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. You age as you play it. So the longer you play and. Your character gets older, and it you you lose your abilities. Well, first of all, that you you get older, you get more wrinkles on your face, but like your fencing slows down, and it becomes harder and harder the longer you play. It's an interesting aspect to it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and that's it. And that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Uh, sounds like we're good. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to go to Patreon.com/slash Hans Shot First. Throw us a couple shekels. Listen to quotes from Springfield. Mm-hmm. We just released the best of season two recap. Right, Alex? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we should have another Bad Batch episode coming out next week. Yeah. And uh, look forward to the new video game trivia that Alex was talking about. We'll probably sne- uh, throw a couple free ones out here on the main feed. But then after that, they'll be Patreon exclusive. So. Yeah. So other people can listen. See? Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. So hope you like it and hope you subscribe and thanks for listening, everybody. I am Hercules. (laughs) I am Hercules. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.